Hello and welcome to Hong Kong Heritage. In this week's programme, I join Hong Kong Observatory Director C.M. Shun as we head along to the Signal Hill Tower on top of Signal Hill in Chimsa Choi. Signal Hill, also known as Dai Bao Mai or Blackhead Point, was a cape where the observatory set up the tower in 1907, a place where a time ball could be dropped so incoming vessels could see this at 1pm so that their own timekeeping and instruments were as accurate as possible. Recently, Signal Hill Tower was given monument status here, and Mr Shun hopes to increase its educational use. I joined him at Signal Hill Garden at Minden Row in Chimsa Choi. Next to the, to the entrance, there is an interesting boundary stone indicating WDL, which stands for War Department Lot. War Department Lot, what does that mean then? I think uh, it uh, has something to do with the War Department that in these very early uh, days um, planned to be a, a barrack. Oh, I see. Yeah. So not directly with Signal Hill? Before, before it was used uh, as um, a signal station. Well, we've got a lovely day to yeah. be walking around here, nice and sunny. Above us as we go up into Signal Hill Garden, which, if you'd like to come here, is at the end of Minden Row in East Chimsa Choi. And there's a, a, a bit of tree surgery going on to our right, so we'll avoid the branches. Is it a long way up? Only a little bit of uh, up, but uh, up slope. Yeah, but uh, it's really a nice walk, uh, especially surrounded by trees and um, in such a unique uh, location in Tim Sa Choi. They're both a bit puffed. Well, me more than you, I should think. <laughs> yeah, it's a good hike uh, up the stairs. Very nice. Uh, even though with the city noise, uh, we still can hear some birds singing. Now, the actual Signal Hill Tower was given monument status recently. How did you feel about that? Well, it's uh, certainly very exciting news to the observatory because we were the one which operated the Time Ball Tower at the Signal Hill from 1908 up to 1933. And also the typhoon signals were uh, hoisted here up to 1962. So it's really part of our heritage. It was built in 1907. But the first um, time ball um, at the water police station at that time, it was called, so-called, uh, was built in uh, 1884. So uh, quite, I think, quite a bit of different. So we've got in, in amongst uh, a bit of distant uh, construction sound, we've also got some lovely bird sound here as uh, we walk up to Signal Hill Tower, uh, which was recently given monument status. And uh, in terms of the first time ball that you said was at the... So that was at the Marine Police, um, where which has obviously also been... Um, preserved in a certain way um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, um, here in Chimsa Choi. But uh, in terms of the time ball, what function did it serve? Oh, um, it's uh, main, mainly um, for the um, marine community. Actually, the observatory establishment was also mainly to serve the marine community, which was the most important sector in, in for Hong Kong in the early days, trade and uh, yeah, economies. Actually, we were given three missions uh, when we established the observatory. First, the weather monitoring, uh, especially typhoon. And secondly, it's about the magnetic compass to determine the magnetic variations because obviously uh, the marin mariners need the compass to navigate. And thirdly, the time surface, uh, which was uh, based on astronomical um, observations. So 
here why we, we were called observatory in the first place and why we need to have the time surface because, again, as you know, uh, modern day we determine our location using GPS, but in the, in the past, actually it's the same principle. We, uh, the, the mariners look at the stars. Where we look up at the tower now and, and previously, where the, so the idea was to drop a time ball, but what, what, how did that work? It sort of was automated? or No, no, no. We need uh, people to uh, operate um, the time ball here and using a phone or telegraphy uh, between here and the observatory. Shortly before one o'clock in the afternoon, um, the ball will be raised to, to the top and at exactly 1 p.m., um, the ball will be lowered. And the ships, uh, the, the, the shipmaster could then check the, the clocks on the ships. And then with a very accurate um, time and also to, to look at the stars uh, at night, then uh, the ships will be able to determine this, their locations very accurately. And that's for safe navigation. This uh, photo of the first um, time ball at the Marine Police Base was dated um, 1886 and you can have an excellent view of the harbour and Hong Kong Island and you can even see the signal mast uh, just next to the Time Ball Tower. So, but the actual, when I, yeah, because that's what I, this really does show how the Time Ball works because I not really understood where it was being dropped from but it's actually all, it's, so it's on a mast Mm. And it gets dropped down the mast, is that That's right? That's right, that's uh, a, very sh a short mast. So the time ball was um, elevated uh, several minutes before 1 p.m. every day. And um, so at exactly 1 p.m., the ball was dropped uh, from the top of the mast um, to the bottom. And so the shipmaster, I suppose through a, a small telescope, <laughs> they could uh, pinpoint the time at 1 p.m. Um, but of course, later on, uh, when the electricity uh, uh, was available, then we also have um, the time signal in lights uh, at night as oh. well. Yeah. Um, but uh, as time evolves, uh, you can see the trees and the buildings popping up around the, the time pool uh, at the uh, Marine Police. And so we have to move it to Signal Hill. What was, the t what was the ball made of? I suppose it's uh, metallic or even the copper because um, there was some um, record saying that uh, it's reddish um, in colour for the first time ball. But I have no, no clue because uh, all the photos that I've got uh, are all black and white. <laughs> Fair enough. But they don't exist anymore? There is still one at the preserved heritage at the uh, Marine Police uh, headquarters, uh, but I'm not sure it's, it was the, f the one that we used uh, before. So here at the, if we head on up to uh, the tower itself, um, can you tell me about when that was built? It was uh, built in um, 1907, start to, to be used um, in early 1908. Now, of course, here with Signal Hill, when we look around us, we've got East Chimsar Choice Station close by, tower blocks. But when Signal Hill was first built in 1907, I presume that that was the highest point. Exactly. And, uh, oh, apart from the Observatory Hill, uh, known as uh, Mount Elgin at that time, actually uh, I found uh, a few uh, very interesting photographs uh, of the observatory. Uh, the photos were taken exactly from here, towards north.
At that time, you could see basically either low rises, um, houses, apartment blocks, uh, and also Nakfos Terrace, a very prominent uh, structure. If anybody wished to study the early photographs of Tim Sa Choi, and above the Nakfos Terrace uh, was the observatory. And you can also see uh, even, I think, um, some fields, undeveloped lands, and also um, the shoreline along the current day um, Chatham Road. But of course now all, all we have uh, recommendation and uh, the Team Sartre East um, developments. Yeah, I would imagine that the early photos must be very interesting, just showing, as you say, Signal Hill Tower largely by itself up here. It was now going to be the second position for a time ball. That's right. And the reason why we need uh, a second location is that as the Tim Sartre gas development, we have um, buildings popping up around the first time ball, especially the, the wharf developments. That means that uh, some of the ships uh, cannot visually look at the, the time ball. So we had to find a new place. And that is this is the, the new place uh, higher up. And also they, uh, we need to build a tower taller than the first time ball for, to, to plan for future <laughs> changes but of course the developments is that still new buildings pop up and so in 1927 they have to um, even build a, a new um, level on the top the roundish dome structure in order to to keep visible uh, from the harbour. It's well worth the effort to come up to Signal Hill Garden at the end of Minden Road in Chim Sa Choi because you not only have the Signal Tower to have a look at Signal Hill Tower but also if you come up here there's a very nice viewing platform out to the harbour with the cranes. <laughs> with the cranes, yeah. With, with a new building being built. But still you can see part of the harbour, especially uh, towards uh, Lei Yu Moon, which is uh, still very important uh, for marine traffic. Yes, I was going to say, as well as uh, dropping the time ball, would this have also functioned as a, a kind of observation point militarily at all? Oh, yes. Actually, I have tried to done some research onto the past even before we use it as a signal hill uh, for the time ball. What was it used? So here you can see uh, some foundations even for um, cannons. The cannons have gone long gone and now you can just see the, the stands. All right so here's some gun emplacements for you as you say yes cannons would have been on top here um, and that would have been looking over the harbour. Of course, we've got a bunch of buildings being constructed in front of it. The idea would have been when it was built in 1907. So are the gun emplacements from the same time period? The uh, guns uh, started to be placed here in the 1880s, probably until 1906. And uh, what would the big fear have been, the French? I, I don't think it is uh, just the French, but the idea was that there's a good uh, high point uh, here overlooking the harbour. As time evolved, I think the um, defence um, should be uh, more um, towards the eastern part or the western part of the harbour because it's now very urban. So um, the use of um, this site as a uh, barracks uh, may, may diminish uh, with time. I, th I don't know when it was exactly ended, but in the, on the maps and in some historical material, uh, we see that this has been used uh, for quite a long time as uh, a saluting director. So when the, the governor returned from Britain, um, here they will sound the, the, the fire the, the, the guns. All oh, right. Yeah. And also I think it has been a bit 
bit of uh, confusion for the public because in the past when we have a very close approach of a typhoon, we also uh, sound a, a typhoon gun. So I still hear people saying that, oh, in the 1950s or 60s, uh, they can hear the typhoon gun. But I think it is the saluting guns here. <laughs> for the governor. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I hope they still took typhoon precautions, even if it was the wrong time of year. Oh, yes, but, uh, but uh, <laughs> the confusion could be, could be quite uh, significant, yes. obviously. Uh, and by the way, yeah, the typhoon gun uh, was used um, actually from the very early days, uh, 1884, uh, up to, uh, I believe, uh, 19, 1900s. So the typhoon gun was based at the observatory? Uh, no, it was, the, it was based in the Marine Police base. At that time, another gun also was in operation for the mail. Incoming of mail um, from the ships, they also sound uh, the gun uh, as a signal. So people also get confused. And there would have been the noonday gun as well. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> uh, but then, um, because of this confusion, uh, we stopped using the gun uh, in the 1900s and then uh, we changed it to um, explosives. And uh, I, don't, I, I haven't heard the explosion before, but I, I suppose it was quite different from the gun. And the uh, last um, use of the explosion in the typhoon was in the Greek uh, Hong Kong typhoon in 1937. Oh, so do you think that your job is a bit dull now if you just have to put signals up rather than getting going with explosives? Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and, and I think, yeah, right now, nowadays we haven't yet got, you haven't really got the chance to hoist a physical signal. We just uh, issue the signals through the TVs, radio, and also the apps. <laughs> I live on an outlying island, so when I'm checking, you know, what signal's going up and when I need to get a ferry, mm. um, I will just check my computer these days uh, or my iPhone. Mm. Um, but when you said that they used to hoist the signal, yeah. what did they use for that? It's uh, quite a complicated story <laughs> In, when we come to the typhoon signals. Uh, initially, the signals, uh, as I said, uh, was only a typhoon gun uh, for the public. But for the mariners, uh, it is not just not uh, adequate. So we invented uh, a scheme of um, signals uh, to be hoisted uh, for the mariners at the Signal Hill and also at the Marine Police Base, as well as uh, quite a number of other locations as the um, uh, time evolves. We had uh, the so-called non-local signals being hoisted uh, for uh, quite a long period of time. And this, the so-called non-local signal actually changed uh, with years as we uh, also need to seek uh, harmonization over this region. For example, with Shanghai, with uh, the Philippines, in Manila, uh, the, we have the Manila Observatory and also in Shanghai, the Chikahui uh, Observatory. And so in the 1930s, uh, we managed to Actually, uh, the Hong Kong Observatory actually took uh, lead to um, convene uh, uh, the first meeting of the directors of the meteorological services in the region to agree on uh, a scheme uh, for typhoon signals. So that they would be the same in the Philippines, in Shanghai and here? Exactly. Of course, it took some years uh, to harmonize and, and for final implementation. Uh, and, and during that time also in Hong Kong, we managed to develop the, the number system. Initially, it was not uh, number one to number 10, but only number one to number seven. And this number system became quite easy for the public to understand. And so it became a local signal, 
local means um, it's for the public, yes. not just for the mariners. And so in 1917, some years before the the agreement of、um, the international、um, signals, we have this、uh, number system implemented. And then a few years later, it becomes again confusing because we have two systems: one local system, another non-local system. And so the local system,、uh, the signals, was moved from the signal hill to the observatory itself. So in 1921, I believe, we started to、uh, hoist the local signal at the observatory. But here in front of us, we do have an old hoist. That is uh, for the um, non-local um,、uh, signal for the mariners. And this、um, non-local system, as I said,、uh, in the 1930s, we have the international harmonisation. And actually, this、uh, so-called non-local signal、uh, lasted until the 1960s. So some of you may still remember seeing this. It's not just one piece of、uh, a signal like a triangle or a T shape. But it's actually a, a series of、um, signals. I think on the one side we have we can see three signals, on the other side、uh, two signals, and on the top yet another one. So it's quite a complicated signal, but it's、uh, very informative. You can determine the time of issue of the signal and the latitude and longitude of the typhoon, and、uh, its movement movement as well. Really? So that was mo- more for mariners in the harbour. That's right, and especially.、Uh, For the mariners、uh, preparing to,、uh, to to leave Hong Kong, and then if、uh, they know that there is a typhoon、uh, moving in a certain direction, they can avoid it. Do you think we can get this sanded down and repainted since it's now a monument status? I hope so. Really, <laughs>、uh, I think、um, this is、uh, little plaque. <laughs> <laughs> wow,、well, we need to、uh, discuss uh, with the、um, leisure and、uh, cultural services、um, department、uh, try to achieve this. But I think、uh, this is a very uh, good uh, heritage yes,、uh, for the public. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So it's it's, it's quite a lovely、uh, tall, narrow building here, the Signal Hill、mm. Tower.、Um, so there's a, a quite a bit of potential for、mm. it. I know you've been with、uh, the recent 130th anniversary of the observatory. You've been doing a lot of research into the history.、Um, Now it's the Leisure and Cultural Services Department that now has this、uh, under the AMO with the, the with the monument status. How would you, in terms of being an observatory man,、um, how would you like to see this educate the public? Yeah, I, actually,、uh, invited by the AMO, I have just recently de- delivered a, a public talk on the history of the signal、um, station. And、uh, it has a、uh, quite a good turn up, so I, I guess、um, the public、uh, are quite interested、um, in this、um, monument. Yes, it could be sort of part of a Chim Sa Choi weather tour or something. Exactly. Actually,、um, uh, we have the first generation time ball at the Marine Police Base,、um, and then sh- just not a long distance away, we have this、uh, Signal Hill. So it shouldn't be too difficult、uh, to connect them together, and of course.、Um, The observatory is also open to um, public um, tour, guided tour during the weekend. Now, the Signal Hill was called Blackhead Hill before, but originally it was named after a German called Schwarzkopf. Exactly, and uh, we um, managed to find the press cutting from the 1880s, confirming、um, this piece of information. In 1886,、um, Blackhead and Company was established, and, and then it became known as the Blackhead. Points. Yes. In Tim Sa Choi. 
So this was uh, after a German businessman, Schwarzkopf, and they were Blackhead and Company in 1886, just as a side detail here, were agents for the Kersheld Ice Depot, and the ice was manufactured at the uh, Saki Distillery on the Shaokiwan Road. So this were the people who had what then became Blackhead Point, which then became, of course, Signal Hill, where I'm sitting today. So um, it's, it's quite, a, quite an involved history, this one particular point in Hong Kong. That's right. And uh, you can see also the history of the wharf just out there where we see the, the new building uh, popping up, the Hots Wharf. Uh, where the Butterfield and Swire managed the, the coal go downs and wharf later. So this is your info, all of this. Yeah, that's that's the from a news, uh, the uh, an article written by uh, Mr. Carl Smith, yeah, on the German-speaking community in Hong Kong. So and then also we have a, a press cutting from the Hong Kong Daily Press, 1886, 30th of April, saying that. Um, we heard that uh, Mr. Blackhead and Company uh, intend building a wharf in connection with their go-downs now or in course of erection at the eastern point of Tim Sa Choi Bay. <laughs> well, that's here, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. Of course, we no longer have the bay now where we have the reclamation and the peninsula standing today. Oh, and then just some interesting names that about the Black Hat points, uh, it was called Black Hat Hill, Signal Hill, and even Black Hat Fort. Uh, we managed also to find some um, newspaper during the Japanese occupation, and it was actually still used as a signal station, but the name, they call it Black Hill, just Black Hill. This is the newspaper cuttings from the Japanese occupation uh, in 1942. So, um, before this was uh, take, uh, used by the observatory for the time ball and for the uh, typhoon signals, actually I managed to find a discussion from the Gazette uh, about a signal committee in 1893 uh, about the, to improve um, the signals for the uh, mariners. Uh, I think you, we all know that uh, the Victoria Peak was uh, used as a signal station, the uh, flagstaff. That's why it has the name uh, in Chinese, the Cheke San. But obviously, uh, the signals needs to be improved for the uh, increasing activity uh, in the harbor. And so they, this committee decided to have a new signal station on the signal hill here. And the, whenever the ships uh, entered the harbor or, or planned to enter the harbor, as they moved past Gap Rock, and also the Cape Duckler, they got uh, recognized and then the, the message got trans transmitted uh, to here and the signals will be raised, uh, the flags will be hoisted um, to indicate that the ship is uh, arriving. And so this um, station, the signal station, started uh, to be used uh, for this purpose in 1896, so some 10 years before we use it for the time signal. I see. So this is signals that I have nothing to do with the weather. That's right. Initially. <laughs> initially. So this is from the China Mail yep. in 1896, and it's saying that the new signal station at Blackheads Hill was inaugurated on New Year's Day, the first mail to be signaled from it being the Canadian. Right. <laughs> so you see the importance of the mail at that time. Oh, yes. And you can even see on from the Gazette about uh, how 
people should interpret the signals uh, from Victoria Peak and Black Hat Hill. This uh, cassette came from 1899. So Victoria Peak was used in the same way? Exactly. And then and, and you can see that uh, they have different flags and even a distant signal and also a signal indicating the, the company of the shipping. It's quite interesting. I still need to manage how to understand those flags. <laughs> and so I, I managed to find something uh, from, from my uh, book in the, from the 1940s, which is known as a Thai book. I think it's used by the mariners uh, uh, operating in this region. Yeah, the China Coasters Tide Book and Nautical Pocket Manual of 1940. Where did you find that? Oh, from a shop uh, selling historical um, photos and books which no longer here today. <laughs> so I managed to get uh, a lot of um, the goodies. And you can actually see in the past, Gap Rock was actually a, a very important um, a location, a lighthouse for ships entering uh, uh, Hong Kong. But nowadays, uh, lit, uh, few people know about it. But it was very important, not just for the shipping community, but also for the observatory because at those times, in the, it, it was um, built in 1892, and uh, it provided uh, meteorological observations to, uh, for Hong Kong for quite some years until, until the Second World War. So it's very important station, meteorological station, uh, apart from the observatory. Because how many lighthouses do we have in Hong Kong? Oh, I, I don't have a number right now, but uh, obviously uh, the, the most important ones are the Wetland Island, that uh, we still operate a uh, weather station there, uh, Green Island, we also have a weather station there, and of course uh, some others uh, have become obsolete. But uh, even at Signal Hill, I found that um, there has been a time where a lighthouse was, um, was here, was operating, up to, I think, um, 1960s uh, at least. This is one of the earliest photos that I have got uh, for the Signal Hill um, in the 1900s, uh, which shows um, the two signal masts. I believe this was uh, for the uh, shipping, the signals for the shipping. That, that is before we built the, uh, the signal tower um, for the time pool. Yeah, it's the uh, postcard um, of the signal hill. We actually, it's amazing that uh, how many postcards, different varieties of postcards of the signal hill in those days. It must be a very important landmark for Hong Kong for tourists, which uh, uh, most of them, I think, uh, would have entered Hong Kong uh, by ship. And you can see from this, uh, again, the photo of uh, the signal hill. Oh, wow. This is a, it's sort of around 1900, and it's... Um uh, you know, you've got Signal Hill, one building in front of it, and then this promenade. Promenade of today's Chatham Road. So we are by the shore. Yes. <laughs> On the yes. beach. Oh, you can see the flags and the... So you know all of these? No, no. I, I just <laughs> pretend pretend to be know something, to know something about this. Uh, I must ask the experts. But uh, you can see the, these flags uh, were, has been used for quite a long time until the 1980s. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, you can see the marine flags and also uh, together with the typhoon signal. So uh, it serves to illustrate that um, the mariners uh, find this uh, very important piece of information integrated on, 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 on a chart. Actually, the establishment of the observatory, I managed to get the book by my teacher, 
Professor McKeon, uh, retired from the University of Hong Kong, uh, wrote a book on China, early China coast meteorology in Hong Kong, and he mentioned about the one of the reasons to establish the observatory was to have a time ball based on a scientific determination of the time. Yes, the one that was fired at noon and still is over in what, yeah, well, Causeway Bay really is um, by uh, Jardine Matheson and Co. Was mm. the problem with that was yep. because it's uncalibrated, it's exactly. not actually accurate enough. Exactly. And so as early as uh, the 1860s, there has been the, uh, mentioning in the China Mail um, that um, the, ty- ty- the, the, the noon gun was not accurate enough and so we need some scientific per, uh, way to determine the time. But it was not until the 1880s that uh, the government decided to, to establish the observatory, probably due to the very serious typhoon in 1874. So this is another story. My thanks to Hong Kong Observatory Director C.M. Shun. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.